Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. What happened that cost a whole lot of money? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Rob. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola. Hola. All right, so this was when I was uh, at work in the military. Uh, I was an F-14 mechanic. And before I went to the shop, I was out on the line where we launch and recover the aircraft. So we have an aircraft coming in, and I go out to the end of the flight line because we got to hot brake them, make sure that the brakes aren't too hot before we park them around the other aircraft because they'll explode. Okay. So... So I'm waiting for the aircraft to come in, and he comes in to land, and the main gear on the F-14, right, as he touches down, there's smoke and then a fireball. And then the other side, that was the left side, the port side, then a little bit later, the starboard side, same thing, blows out and a fireball, and then it's just getting sliding down the runway, Finally comes to a stop right before it goes into the grass, which it could have caught the main mount and started flipping uh, and killed the pilots. But luckily, that it didn't go that far. So, and this is all because of a mechanic and a QA, the quality assurance guy. He put a one-way check valve in the braking system, and the QA never caught it. How long does it take for them to figure that out? So this thing comes crashed down, it's on fire, et cetera. You extinguish the plane. Does it take a week to figure this out, uh, figure this out? Is it one hour later or what? Uh, it was a couple of days for them to go through the maintenance records and figure out who worked on uh, that braking system last. And then the QA guy, I mean, it's really easy to tell because we kept detailed records of everything that went on with the aircraft. Um, so it didn't, it didn't take them too long and, the uh, uh, the maintenance guy, he got uh, where he didn't get busted down a rank, but he had got disciplinary action. The QA guy got busted down a rank and other disciplinary action, and 
uh, docked pay and stuff like that because it was is the, tens and thousands of dollars of damage. I was going to say, is the aircraft a total loss at that point, or is it salvageable? No, no. We uh, got it off the runway. It took us a couple of hours to get it off the runway by jacking it up and uh, getting it where we could roll it again. And luckily, it did not go into the main mount. So all we had to do is change, put new wheels and tires and new brakes on. And the brakes are huge. It's like six plates on each side to stop this thing. Yeah. So it's going through all of these. Is that, is that because they're capable of landing on such a short runway based on that uh, braking system? Uh, well, the it's just because it's such a heavy aircraft. When they're landing on the flight deck, they have the tail hook. That's what stops them. It's not the braking system. Right, when they right. hit the, the deck, they go into full military power in case they miss the the cable to take off. So they're not even breaking when they uh, land on an aircraft carrier. It's just on uh, land base. Okay. How many times, if you've seen it at all, did you see the pilot have to make a second attempt? Like if the tail hook doesn't catch or if it's coming in too hot or whatever the case, how many times have you seen the guy circle around to make another attempt? Uh, I actually, when I was in an F-14, I didn't get to go out to the boat because we were a reserve squadron. Ah, okay. Uh, I was active duty, and we trained the reservists, so um, I didn't actually get to. That was probably my the worst one that I saw was that particular event. It doesn't sound I mean, good. It's still pretty cool, though. It's like To me, that is like the jet. When yeah. you think of like a fighter jet, you think of the F-14. Sure. That's what you're Even if you don't know you're picturing, that's probably what you picture. Right, like right. Top Gun, like the G.I. Joe one. They were all oh, F-14. G.I. Joe. Joe. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but like... There was a guy in France, and he was not a pilot. He was an executive of whatever aviation company. But the guys in the French military, they liked this guy. And I guess maybe he was going to retire or something. So they said, hey, much like the Blue Angels or something, do you want to go up on the flight with us? And he was like, absolutely. So he's the second. He's the passenger on the plane. He can only fit two. And the pilot shows off a little bit, right? And it said they got to like three Gs or something. But the engineer's ass started rising out of the, out of the seat. So when he went to steady himself, he grabbed something. What he grabbed was the the ejection handle, and a canopy blew off and shot his ass out. Okay, now the pilot landed the plane, but still without the canopy. But even though the plane landed safely, so it's not the full cost. Like, how much do you estimate just replacing the canopy would be? Well, or did he did, have that canopy as a parachute, right? It does. So look, so he was the, okay. No. The executive himself was fine. He actually landed soft landing, quote unquote, in a field. The pilot. Doesn't have a canopy anymore. Has a convertible, lands the plane. So the plane wasn't a total loss. But yeah, this guy ejected his ass out. That freaked me out. Ted, I, I got a question for you. Oh, it's it's going to be it's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars because of the canopy and the ejection seat and uh, any damage because there are rocket boosters that fire that seat out of the aircraft. So. They're going to be damaged to the inside of that aircraft as well. Okay. All right. I guess the idea is you don't typically eject one person. Do you believe in the military? You know, they have all these special forces, all these different things. Do yeah. you think that there is the equivalent, or ever has been, of a G.I. Joe, of one guy that is just so badass that you send this one guy in for certain missions? You send one dude. You know what I mean? And he is capable of handling the situation. If yes. there is, you wouldn't know about it. I know that. That's I mean, exactly right. You would never know if there was. I've heard of guys that I, had to stay in guard on something that they, you were someone that was highly thought of, 
and you were standing guard on something the military is going to get to later, but they did not expect you to have to confront people. But if you did, this was the guy you wanted. All right. But I can't. But that's one thing. Like, okay, I can guard this, but you're also telling me no one should know it's here. I mean, there's one guy, that, that. only one guy that can right. go in. But if you're telling me, like, hey, go in there because that's where these things are doing. And are. once you get in there and you do your badassery, then we'll send, you know, we'll, we'll send the troops in. You know, but you got to do this first. I mean, I think I don't know this. My theory is those high level operatives, like there's no military coming in behind them. They either do the right. job or, or, you or, it's, okay. or it's curtains, right. right? But I, curtains, I do, you see, I do think those people are out there. <laughs> I do too. Like you would never know. Well, I would think that'd be part of your job. And I can sit down at the yeah. bar, like, oh man, yeah. I'm GI Joe, man. Give me a beer. I'm just in your country to storm Parliament, steal this, and get out. I'm GI Joe. But don't tell anyone. <laughs> You're not G.I. Joe. Yeah, I really am. Work or home, what happened that cost a whole lot of money? 206-803-RUCK. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Terry Daly in the house. What's up, gentlemen? How, How is it? Go- I'm doing great. Lovely day doing today. So- it got better. Yeah. You know, I woke up this morning and I couldn't see the trees on the other side of the yard, and I felt like I was in one of those like horror movies, you know, and something was kind of come get me. <laughs> That's so I'm, I'm a reasonable thought. Yet. Right? Mm-hmm. It really That should me be out. your first thought. Yeah. It's gloomy. We're going to die. Yep. 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 It's a matter of time. I tell my kids that every day. Dad, right. it's cloudy. Yep. It's because we're going to die, kids. <laughs> Well, it's uh, it's starting to be grilling season. It is. I know you guys have been talking meat like for the past three days. (laughs) I know all the different barbecues, the ribs, everything else. Now today we're on burgers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it a smash burger that you were uh, enjoying that you made there, Terrence? Yeah, it was like like hand formed patties with all good stuff in there. You got to put an egg in there. You got to get some breadcrumbs. What makes a hamburger a smash? All right, so Taryn wasn't making smash burgers. She made very delicious hamburgers. Yeah, so smash burger is what like a sloppy looking slider. It's got to be like flattened out, and then technically, I think you're supposed to cook onions with it, and it kind of all cooks Ah, together. Okay, like put some raw onions in there and smash those into. Is that the yeah? So like White Castle's been doing smash burgers for uh, not White Castle was it White uh, the Crystals? What was the damn place? Uh, White people. (laughs) Yeah, I met Ryan yeah. Castle. Yeah. You know, Ryan Castle. He's sure. been doing smash burgers for years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what would you guys, uh, what, 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 okay, so uh, we've got, uh, we're going to get into 10 rock stars that, uh, and what they eat as their last meal. Mm-hmm. Now, in this instance, obviously, for the most part, most of these people did not know that that was going to be their last meal. Yeah, because I think you picked different. If someone said, look, I got right. terrible news. You don't plan on doing anything bad to yourself, but uh, you ain't eating again. I think sure, you change sure. your order. Do we, uh, do we have any idea, if you could pick, would it be barbecue? Would it be something like ribs or steak? I'm or going crab be- cakes and mm. Clams Casino, specifically for Mama's. Granted, it's my last meal. Maybe i got to fly 3,000 miles mm. to do it. But if you're telling me, hey, bro, that you ain't need I to think, get it. I think I would do this thing where I would go very a la carte, but it would only be one or two things. Like one chicken wing, one hush puppy. Oh, one yeah. onion ring. Like know. a sampler. One, one potato skin. Could you, know, you just go to like a mall food court and order one thing from each place? Right. One piece of, I don't know, uh, you know, General Tso's chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, like just a bunch of things that I like, you know. One good egg roll. I don't know. I, I, just, I would have a bite of each one. You know, it's like one rib. <laughs> Memories. I'd do it that way. Yeah. Once, once, once slice of pizza, pepperoni. Sure. I'm with you. I'd go a crab cake and a fatty piece of brisket. There you mm. go. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. I like the crab cakes are in there, man. Yeah, game. yeah, very good. So uh, today, I guess we have uh, what, what is known to be the last meal 
of certain artists before they passed on. Correct. Okay. So we're going to play the artist, and then can we guess what we think their last meal is? Yeah. Okay. Based on how I view the just artist. Be the person. Okay. You know, just, right. just based on, you know, where they're from, how they look. What we know of them, you know, whatever the reputation sure. was. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. All right. So we have. Guarantees accuracy. On Sit and Spin today, we have 10 rock stars and what they ate as their last meal. 10. Number 10. I'm going to guess it was a combination of volume. <laughs> I was going to say like, heroin. I no. don't know that it's going to he be wasn't, food. He wasn't hungry. That's the problem. That's what I'm saying. So, I think his last last thing you put in his mouth was probably a pill. I'll tell you but what. Like his last, I don't know, like fish and chips. I'm going to go skinless bangers. Ooh. Skinless bangers for <laughs> Sid. Ted, any guesses? I, I didn't think he ate. He was on so many drugs. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, his last meal was Gerber baby uh-huh. food when he was It's thrilled. probably like one egg and a piece of toast. It was actually quite hearty. It was spaghetti bolognese. Ooh. Are you kidding oh, me? I am not kidding. The sex pasta, as I like the to call sex it. The sex pasta, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would never have got. I, I never would have guessed. Because bolognese, hey, baby, just bring the bolognese into the bedroom. You know. Oh yeah. But he was coming yeah. off a bender. Probably. He was. He hadn't eaten in days. If that's what he's eating, based on what we know of him, it'd have been a long time. Mm-hmm. He also was not in the UK. <laughs> he, he was, was probably in Italy. He was somewhere else. Yes. These are what uh, ten rock stars ate as their last meal. Are we going Keith Moon or are we going John, John Whistle? This is a Keith Moon <laughs> oh, last meal. Oh, ooh. my bad. Okay. Keith Moon. Do you know? Uh-huh. Do we know where he died? Yeah, the I guess room. the same flat that Mama Cass of uh, the Mamas and the Papas died in. No yeah, joke. seriously. That's not a place you want to stay. No, that's creepy. I feel mm. like with him, it's like either something like a tuna fish sandwich or a jar of pickles. I think he ate a whole pizza. Ooh. He's well, a drummer. Here's fish the thing. and chips. Oh, fish and chips? Well, it, there's there's actually a little bit of uh, of a conflict in, in the in the correct answer here. Some people say it was lamb cutlets. Other people say Ooh. it was steak and eggs. What I have researched says that he did eat both. He ate the night before his girlfriend made him lamb cutlets, and then he woke up hungry again, and she made him steak and eggs. And it was after that when he went back to sleep that he never woke Man, up. Man, he lost a keeper. He also had 26 undissolved pills in his stomach. Good undissolved. God. Undissolved. Those are the undissolved, undissolved ones. The capsules. It was the, those anti-alcohol pills that oh, he was really? on. Yeah. Oh, that worked. Yeah, yeah. They, they worked yeah. like a charm. Ugh. What uh, 10 rock stars ate as their last meal? I know. I know what was in his mouth. A blooming onion. <laughs> He's is from the, Australia, right? Is the blooming onion something that we created here yes, in the United States? Absolutely. Okay. Maybe kookaburra wing. <laughs> Who is this? This is in excess. Michael Hutchins. Yeah. Autoerotic asphyxiation. So the last thing in his mouth is different than the last thing you ate. I'll say a meat pie. Mm. Ooh, nut pie. Uh, He's Australian. I feel like he's a cheeseburger guy. Shrimp on the bobby. It was a completely different kind of cuisine. He was at an Indian restaurant ah. in Sydney, and he got chicken tikka fillets, chicken butter masala. Ooh. Yeah. That's... I mean, there you go. I would have eaten dinner with him. I mean, uh, I love Indian food. That sounds amazing. It does. Hmm. Man, well, man, I don't know if it puts you in that kind of mood, but hey. <laughs> okay. There you go. What's a 10 rock stars ate as their last meal? Seven. Number seven. You ain't nothing but a hound. 
sweat. <laughs> I mean, I assume he ate his sandwich, right? Peanut butter, no. peanut butter, banana, and many, bacon. Many would think that. This is the only one I know, only because Mike and I did some research on this a few weeks ago. I thought it was what the fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. It, with bacon. With bacon. With bacon. He had eaten that earlier. But but that's not what killed him, Ted. This is like when you say I shouldn't have done that last shot because the first fifteen had nothing to do with how you feel. Mm-hmm. Right? Was it? Uh, how many? I know it was like ice cream and cookies. Four scoops of ice cream and six chocolate chip cookies. Wow! I mean, that's a hell of a night. I mean, if he had just not done that, four scoops too. Right? I mean, if I was like really Jesus. really stoned, maybe. Or sad. But the really crazy thing is, he had a cavity filled like less than twenty four hours before that. Damn. Yeah. Hey, you like to eat? My man did like it. <laughs> What's that? I mean, that's stars? a meal. I need four yeah. scoops of this. Wash down some of that bacon and banana and peanut butter. I don't need some cookies on top of that ice cream. Wash down ice cream. Jesus. What Ted Rock stars ate is our last meal. I got to poop. Six, six. <laughs> <laughs> got to go take a dump. Uh, Jimmy. Hmm. There's a Seattleite. Salmon. But he was in England, right? Dick's Burger. All right, he's in England. He's a black dude. Jimmy had to have a Dick's Burger. Fish and chips, right? Same fish and chips. I mean, fish is the right family. Okay. Different preparation, though. Sushi? No. Fish. Fish sandwich. Yes, it was a tuna fish sandwich. Are you kidding? A tuna fish sandwich. How appropriate for this show to report this news. The Jimmy Hendrix fish sandwich. (laughs) Damn. Damn. How about that? Too soon, Mike. Sorry. (laughs) You think those were his last words? Yes. (laughs) What ten rock stars? The two really good fish sandwich. Last meal. I'm dead serious. Based on where he lived, I'm going to go Dick's Burger. <laughs> and I think both of those guys had Dick's Burgers in their lifetime. I'm sure they did. Cobain they for sure did. They had where was he? Was he in Aberdeen? I don't remember. Now, where did he die? He died like, here. Yeah, up on he, Capitol Hill. Yeah. Oh, he died in Capitol Hill. Up by the park. Man, oh man. If there's God, it was, it was Bill's Wings. But I don't think that was the... I mean, I, I would say a steak. I'm kind of disappointed ah, in this. Like, I feel like there could have been no a little way. bit more research done because this isn't really a proper meal at all. But that already sounds fitting for Cobain. It is. It was cigarettes and Barks root beer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that sounds about right. Oh I mean, that does not really fill a hole or make a turd. So I don't know if I really consider no, that no, a meal. What was your last meal? Uh, cigarettes and root beer. Run that by your doctor. They're like, hey, why don't you eat a little more? Weight's down. <laughs> yes. What's in the uh, rock stars ate is their last meal. Floor number four. I'm on top of the world. Down on creation and the only... Karen Carpenter had one grain of rice. <laughs> I mean, you would think so. Ironically, that is not the case. A rice cake. No. This is, it's impressive. Oh boy, so it's like multiple things? Yes. One baby So like waffles, bacon with a side of hash browns or something. So Karen Carpenter went out to Bob's Big Boy with her parents and had a shrimp salad. All right. Then, I'm not saying she invented fourth meal, but she may have invented fourth meal. She got tacos from a Mexican restaurant because she was still hungry. Go figure, go figure. Oh, just like going out to sushi. Yeah. 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 You'd think Bob's Big Boy would brag about that. You know, we've had celebrities eat here. <laughs> <laughs> Once. <laughs> What's a 10 rock stars? Eight is their last meal on Sit and Spin. Three, number three. So you think-
sausage. Oh. <laughs> if you went out on top, man, like you died doing with love. Couple meatballs. <laughs> Two deviled eggs. I don't know. Freddie Mer- I feel like it was something exotic, which I means it say, won't be. I would say Indian food. No. Uh, I mean, he, he couldn't have been that hungry at that stage. He knew what was happening to his to his body. Yeah. Himself. Yeah, but then wouldn't you just, just yeah. go for it? If you, if you swing have, for the fences, if you man. just have an appetite. That's the only thing. Right. So uh, I think he he did he picked something that I would maybe pick, or in the same like vein as something I would pick. Uh, I don't know. Spare ribs. Ooh. Apparently there were sticky ribs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some say that his partner had tried feeding him mango as he was lying down before he passed, but the the real uh, meal that they know he ate for sure was the spare ribs. You know what that means? His last mm-hmm. words were, get the F out of my face with that mango. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no I do respect it, though. That's I a decadent too, meal. Like, Can I get yeah. a dummy ribs and mango? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up, 10 Rockstars 8? As their last meal. Uh, Tuzzy's he's not hungry. You know he's stoned, so he's going to eat a lot. Uh, I'll say lasagna. That's you, you, this is very close. I mean, it's more specific than that, but you are right on. You're on the money. Is okay, it a big so pasta dish? Is it Italian dish? food? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just says, who is this? It's it's Jerry Garcia right. of the Grateful Dead. So they so he ate at an Italian restaurant. It doesn't really All say right. specifically what it was, right. but it's right there. All right. Um, and it was just about a week after his 53rd birthday. Went out with his Dang. wife, third wife. That would be third wife. Um, and, and you know he'd had what was it four or five years before he was in that diabetic coma for several days and. Yeah. And then right after this meal, he he died. It Damn. seems so crazy. He died at 53, but when he died, he seemed so old to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Grateful Dead right. had also been yeah. around. I'm not a year older than him. I'm just saying, Jerry. That's all. Wild. These are what 10 rock stars ate as their last meal. We made it to number one. One, number one. Come on, come on, come on, come on, now touch me, babe. LSD. All right. So he died in France. France. And he was kind of pretentious, and by kind of mm. like super pretentious. I'm the guy, he was, man. You can like his music or not. I'll say he was super pretentious. Steak and frites. Steak and frites, not bad. Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to guess it's something very French. I don't know. It involved baguette and wine and one would duck think, Laurent, a croissant. One would <laughs> think. I mean, when in, when in France, you would. Uh, but great? no. But no. It was a Chinese restaurant. That he went to, and he had sweet and sour, or some sweet and sour dish. And this says plenty of beers. That, and from what we know of Jim Morrison, he could drink like six beers in an hour. Oh yeah, he's okay. also dead. So I don't think we should act impressed. like six wow. beers in an hour is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but they also say he put down like two to three bottles yeah. of whiskey a day. Like I mean, that got wow. it was yeah. it was intense. Coming up, the lovely Taryn Daly at 6 o'clock tonight. You're hanging around. I'm hanging around. Thank you so much. There you go with the sit and spin. Shot the day's coming up. You are listening to The Mint. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. What did you bite into or what bit into you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Jeremy. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Uh, fellas, I, I love you guys to death all the way to the stars and the moon. Just saying that. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So just uh, back in probably we'll say about like January, you know, I got a new girlfriend and I'm like, you know, dating her a little going out for coffee, that sort of thing. And um you know, she tells me, you know, she has dogs, she's got this, she's got that, and the other, you know, um, seven kids, five dogs, four cats in her house. Are they but all hers? Like, this woman better yeah. have been gorgeous. Uh, she was decent. She was okay. Probably more like, uh, you know, like the Cleveland Browns, like a uh, great uniform, terrible helmet type situation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I go over there, and the um, first time I step into her house, and she, uh, yeah, she got five dogs. That's uh, that's uh, apparent. And, and I step inside is dark house, and uh, um, the one of them, um, she's got you know decent sized dogs, eighty five, hundred and ten pounds. Yes, that's a decent dog. size. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, one of them rips into my back. The eighty-five pound dog just like starts tearing apart of me, and I'm like, "Oh, so I still have the scar on my back? So that's what bit into me um, in this particular situation." Did you continue so, to Did you continue to go to her house and date her? Uh, yeah, I did go back there. I went back there a few times. Probably for like you know a couple of months after after that, mm-hmm. and her dogs, her dogs, they they started to like me afterwards, but I I still got the scar on my back from that. What kind of dog was it? Do you remember? Oh, uh, black lab and um, pit bull mix. Oh Jesus! Okay, okay. Huh. all right, <laughs> all right, and so, se- and seven kids and four cats. Yeah, and well, the four cats. Uh, actually, stayed outside and ate dog food. Okay, that's that's that's. This rolling. sounds like that's, the type of woman that I've that I've wanted to that's date. That's a baller. How, how, how big was her home? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, to have seven kids. That that's wild. That's a lot of kids, a lot of animals. Dogs. Yeah, sounds like I'm on a hippie farm. <laughs> what did you bite into, or what bit into you? Two hundred six eight zero three rock. Speaking of dogs, a Texas came in says I was engaging in a coitus with a woman. Her dog snuck into the room and was behind us. And you know how dogs like bees? Well. He took a big chomp that 
It was the worst mood killer ever. The dog bit him in the testicle. Oh, yeah, man. Oh. That is that is not Awful. okay. Man, that's some low hanging fruit. <laughs> it was hot, or he's old. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, gentlemen. Hola. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Doing great, thank you. Great. So I got a little story about when I was a uh, pretty young. I was eleven or twelve. And me and my dad went out fishing, uh, we were in southeast Alaska. And uh, we were, you know, anchored someplace and on the other side of Douglas Island. And um, we were, you know, just strip fishing. And then my, my had a, uh, I pulled on my line and started pulling up. It felt like the bottom of the ocean. And it was about uh, four hours later when we finally saw the biggest halibut I've ever seen on a sport line. It was about 235 pounds. It was four feet, 11 inches long. Damn. And we were dragging it up on sport tackle. And uh, it, when we got it up over the edge of the boat, um, it, it took a chunk out of my finger. <laughs> and its teeth about an inch long. Damn. I hope you, yeah. ate, I hope you ate that bad boy for eating oh, you. we ate for years. <laughs> I was going to say, that is a big-ass halibut. Yeah, it was tasty. Was it bigger than you got, at the time? You said it was four yeah. feet long. Oh, yes. It was four feet 11, almost five feet long, and it was way heavier than me. And we, I got the cheeks, so that was the best part of the halibut. Yeah, you nice. should have uh, encrusted it in a delicious Parmesan and uh, used a mango, on my flat mango chutney. A mango yeah. chutney, yeah. yes. yes, indeed. <laughs> right? Tell him, man, that's a good meal. That's a dinosaur at that point. Right, right? and then the, the octopus beaks that were in the stomach were saved, and a friend of my dad made it into a, a commemorative bracelet for me. What, what did you octopus what, beaks? Yeah. Yeah, because halibut eat octopus. So what nice. is the beak of an octopus? The um, actual beak. It's the only hard part on the octopus. It looks like a little black, like an eggshell, like a parrot beak, but thin. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I know what that yeah. is. Yeah, well, they use it to defend themselves. All right. So you yeah. can grab food and all that kind of thing, but it's, uh, remember like Jurassic Park, that big ass like toenail thing on the raptor? Okay. Right? It's kind of that. So it can help shred things and do all that. And it's literally just its mouth. And, it, and and it's the one thing that the octopus has to be able to... You know, you, you hear about how octopus can fit into basically any size hole as long as their beak fits. That's oh, really? the only thing that's not malleable on that on that animal. Is, huh, is I'll be beak. damned. Also sounds like a fun insult. Octopus. Okay, so that's octopus. how they, that's You only got one hard thing that, on you. That's basically mm. how they eat And it's them, a beak. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, the octopus beak. Interesting. I mean, it's probably how they crush up shellfish. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it and that looks yeah, fascinating. It does. It looks like a beak. <laughs> what did you bite into? What bit into you? 206 803 Rock. It doesn't make that sound. Hello, Daniel. Welcome to the midroom. That's how they wake up on the Hola. Hola. <laughs> Morning time. Okay. I can hear the octopus. <laughs> So I was like 13 or 14 at the time and uh, got, got bit by the neighborhood pit bull mutt. So scenario is I'm at my buddy's house, smoking some pot. I was like 13 or 14 at the time. And uh, time, time to go home. And I'm like, oh, I can't go home yet. You know, my parents don't want my parents to know I'm high. So I'm, I'm going to circle the block a couple times and just, you know, kill some time. And uh, as I'm going down this alley, uh, I see like a kid, like a five-year-old kid, six, playing with this dog, you know, and I'm like, oh, I think nothing of it, keep walking down the alley. As I get closer, I'm like, you know, 25 feet away, this dog sees me and just comes at me, you know, he's, he's just smelling me, you know, I'm like nervous, 
I'm like, shoot, doggo. And uh, it would not go away. I'm just still walking. And I, I, I told shoe one more time with my heel, and I clip his mouth. And that was a mistake because it just latches right onto my leg, you know. I scream, ow. And now I just, like, pull my leg out of his mouth. Luckily, he didn't get, like, a full bite, but it scratched my leg. And I just book it down the street. This dog is chasing me. There's a van, like, parked, luckily, like, like, half a block away. And I jump on top of this van. And I'm just kicking at this dog. He's trying to, like, climb the van. I'm kicking at it, kicking at it. I look up at the kid, and he's just in awe, right? He's like, oh, my God. I'm like, kid, go get your mom, you know? <laughs> and uh, so he, oh, okay. So he leaves, right? And so he's going to his house. I'm still kicking this dog, not letting it get on the van. And the door shuts. And when he hears the door shut to the house, he stops and looks at the house. And, like, he can, like, I can see, like, he thinks he's a dope or something because he just, like, books it. He leaves. And um, the mom comes out, and I'm just like, I hop off. The, I, I, I actually stay on the van for a little bit longer until she gets close. Until she gets close, then I hop down, and I'm lipping, I'm bleeding. She's like, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Just let me, let me go home because I got weed in my pocket. It's illegal at the time. So <laughs> I just like, I, you know, I just want to go home. And she's like, are you fine? Are you sure? I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. You know, and so I just lip away, you know. And, uh, yeah, that, that was uh, – that was a scary moment there. Yeah. I don't yeah want, you don't want man. a dog chasing you, man. No, you don't. It's so worst, much faster than That you. is the worst feeling in the world. When I uh, got my very first dog uh, uh, when I was like in middle school or, or something like that, as, as she was growing up, I, I realized that there is very little that is more powerful than a puppy bite. <laughs> I was playing with her. She, she had this toy. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but I was, I was kind of playing tug of, war, uh, tug of war with her for a little bit, and I tried to pull it away, and she did that thing where she tries to get more of it in her mouth so she uh-huh. jumps forward, and she came down on my thumb so doggone hard. She split the doggone thing in half. Damn. My I'm, dog, probably once a week, that happens with the dog, right? Because I'm sitting on the sofa doing whatever, and then there's something in her mouth. She wants to play tug of war. And it's funny. I can, sit, I can watch an entire show. All right, thirty minute sitcom, and the dog is sitting maybe six inches away from me, staring at me with a rope in her mouth. But she will not go away or stop staring at me until we play tug of war. So, if I look at her, she does that thing where dogs do; they kind of turn their head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, dude, but I can just feel her breathing on it. But I will watch an entire show, or wait till commercial break, then play tug of war. So we do tug of war, but same thing. You know, she jumps forward trying to get more of the rope, and as soon as I go, like, ow! As soon as I do that, man, like, sits down. I'm like, you're not in trouble, man. (laughs) I understand what's happening here. Just watch the freaking teeth. And you're not the first bitch I pulled it. Want more of the men's room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill. The greatest story never told. Available on radio.com. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat. And potatoes. Now, here's your host, head chef of the men's room. The Ted Nugent. Ted Chef is in the house. Thank you, folks. Thank you. That's an interesting list today. These are the weirdest things people have requested at restaurants. All right. So it's not all just food stuff. Good. Yeah. Some of it's just like, hey, I want the... I want to sit in a booth, which isn't that weird. Uh, A lot of people love sitting in a booth. I'm a booth guy. I like a booth. If you got a booth, I like a booth. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll start with number 10. Someone who worked at a seafood place said they waited on Flavor Flav, and all he ordered was a big plate of cucumbers. What? Really? Yeah. For some reason, man, I figured he'd be digging down on, like, some fried shrimp or something. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, boy, just give me some of them cucumbers. I don't think he does anymore, but I mean, there was a period where the man smoked crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. That's cucumbers but, and crack, brother. I'm telling you, it gives the crack a refreshing taste. I just wouldn't be shocked if somebody who's been strung out for a couple of days came in and was like, "I just want cucumbers." I still, I don't know, man. I mean, like being on a bender after the bender has ended, like I want substantial greasy food. Or maybe you know what? Honestly, maybe he was just on a quick fast or something, and was like, Cleanse. "I'll go to dinner with you," but yeah, I'm just getting cucumbers. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I like this. They said a guy ordered a salad and said, no purple in it. He didn't say a particular food, just no purple. No purple. Like, like red cabbage or, or radicchio, purple, purple cabbage. something like that. I, I mean, he's got to have something with that color. Or it could be like if you had the spring mix style. Some of the leaves are purple. Yeah, you're right. It might just be a mm-hmm. color thing. Like, I, I can't but have it. Right. It seems odd not to like name the food, right? Like, I'd be like, no tomato on the sandwich. I wouldn't be like, no red, nothing red. Right, because it's like, all right, you know, I got a wrap yesterday that had red peppers. Now, I didn't want tomato, but if I just said no red, it wouldn't have any would, of it. That is correct. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't order food by color. Uh, this Do one. you have anything that's yellow? <laughs> Whatever that is. You don't have to tell me what it is. Let's, that, just order that for me. What it. food color do you think you feel safest choosing? I know green is out, right, because I don't like vegetables, so the safest. <sighs> Maybe white? I mean, you're going to get rice. Chowders, stuff like that. Fettuccine, Maybe brown. Chicken. You can get a lot of meats. You get a lot of meats. Pudding, gravy. Stews. Stews, right. Chocolate ice cream. Mm-hmm. What's the most dangerous color, you think? Ah, that's a tough one. Right now I'm thinking orange, because other than peppers. Oranges. Or- yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, squash. Yeah, I don't want any of that. Uh, all right. This is again very strange. It's weirdest things people have requested at a restaurant. Says a guy came in, ordered a BLT with no bacon or tomato. So just, just a lettuce and mayonnaise sandwich. Correct. Lettuce and mayonnaise sandwich. Now look, I've been guilty of ordering BLTs with no tea. Sure. But I feel like the B, the bacon part of a bacon lettuce tomato. Is That's the sales pitch. Probably the most important part. I agree a thousand percent. I mean, to me, it's like, how can we get rid of these tomatoes and lettuce? Because the kids don't want them. Ooh, a good, a good, bacon B, a good BLT is great, though. I've also started this uh, campaign years ago. I thought it would pick up more steam, but uh, instead of BLTs, let's do BLAs. Swap oh. out tomato, add avocado. Have you ever had a BLT for breakfast? You never think about it, but it's a great goal. That makes I sense. mean, I'm sure I have. I mean, right? There's just no egg. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Toast. You can bacon. add an egg. You can add an egg. You can add whatever you want. I figure. Go crazy, it's a Dad. breakfast sandwich. Yeah. If so you I'm add saying, egg, it having a a B, what I'm saying is having a BLT for breakfast wouldn't be that crazy. No. Because it's just like a breakfast sandwich without the egg. Mm-hmm. Can I get a breakfast sandwich hold the egg? Uh, what is a BLT? Come on, man. Uh, a guy at a Japanese restaurant asked for a low-sodium soy sauce, then poured it into his Pepsi. Oh, mm. wow. Okay. I did not see that coming. Yeah, and low-sodium soy sauce isn't that wild. It's not. not. It's still salty. It exists. It's right. still salty. It's, right. It's still yeah. salty. I mean, it's, it's good, great it's, for sushi. It should be called lower sodium. Correct. And dumped <laughs> it in his Pepsi. And put it in his Pepsi. Damn. But, I mean, I don't know. I've seen people salt their beers. Uh, yeah, I guess, maybe. People I'm like not sweet. saying people I would like do it. People sweet and salt, so maybe it works out. Uh, I like this one. A woman wanted bone-in wings, right? You're like, upstanding lady. But then asked if the chef could remove all the bones for her. What? Right. So she specifically wanted, she didn't want her. right. She was like, "I want wings with bone in, but then take the bones out." 
No, that's not how that works. Yeah, that no. that's not how it works at all. The only, no. the only thing that you that's can why be, they offer the boneless. If you make good ribs, you could almost feasibly do it if you could right. pull the bones out. But other than that, no, man. I mean, you're right. You could with that, but I, I mean, maybe a smoked chicken wing because those fall apart pretty easy. That's fair, but I would still tell the look. You need to you have to do it yourself. Yeah, I mean that. That's all. Like no, I've dated that person before though. I don't like stuff with bones in it. Well, don't need the a lot of I I I I know some of those people. A server at Chili's, I love Chili's. Said they had two Chili super fans. Uh, ask her to do their gender reveal. Wow, yeah, you're that big of a fan of Chili. Good lord, man! Like okay, and I feel like at Chili's it should be red or green. Ooh, good call, good call. I'm ordering the wrong thing there then, because I just don't. It's fine. <laughs> uh, a guy said he couldn't have anything that had been ground up. He just didn't like food that had been, quote, made small at one point. So he wouldn't order a burger or something like that. Just the fact Correct. that it was made it, with ground beef. Because it had been beef. ground, right, ground beef. What else is ground before you get it, though? Outside of burgers. Yeah. Just trying to think. I mean, I wonder, Turkey? Yeah, but again, you're probably chicken? still getting it right at burger form or something. I mean, Pork, I guess. Sausage, yeah. Yeah. Man, I mean, that's a weird one. Like, what the hell's the difference if it's ground up or in one giant form? Don't you just order that or avoid that based on what you know to be ground product? Yeah, so I, you don't, I don't get if it. You don't man. like vegetables. You so just you don't, don't like order spices vegetables. then? I mean, I'm, Mike, I'm with you. Right, Coffee. most spices are ground up. Yeah, but just sir, look, you might have a weird thing, but you don't have to admit it. It's like Jake from State Farm. Like, you don't need to overshare. Just look at the menu. What's, find- the, what's with all the sharing? I know. Uh, again, these are weirdest things people have requested at a restaurant. A woman sent back her chick- her grilled chicken salad uh, because it was cold. So they cooked her more chicken. She sent it back again because she said the salad itself was still cold. She wouldn't eat the salad until they had microwaved the lettuce. Ah, yeah. I'm like, okay, man. Hey, man. You got it, man. What you, customer? I mean, the only time you really have lettuce warm is if the burger's hot. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody here says, I think my daughter does this to infuriate me. She orders the blazing onion burger with no onions. Oh. <laughs> I mean, she likes the barbecue sauce then. Yeah. I mean, just, right. a, guy asked, uh, a guy asked for a tablecloth to wrap around his waist after soiling himself. <laughs> oh. The server said it happened 15 years ago, but he's a regular who still comes in about once a week. Wow. No shame in that game. <laughs> uh, can I get a tablecloth? I mean, I guess if you frequent a bar a lot and you slip on one and you crap yourself, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd go back in. Yeah, but again, I would not share this information with people. Maybe it was nasty. You didn't want to get up and spill it on the floor. Mm. And then this one is just grosser than that one. A couple didn't want their empty plates bust yet. The guy wanted to lick them clean first. Damn. Then he All did. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay, brother. Let's eat much. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine picking up a plate and licking it. <laughs> that food there is real, real good. Real I mean, good. Honestly, you could use a spoon and get most of the last little he, particles. He wants of food. it all, Ted. Wants yeah. it all. He's God. gonna take it all. Thank you, Head Chef. We appreciate it. Coming up, we'll drink and toast with a shot of the day. You are listening to the man. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 
Connect with the men's room on Instagram at Men's Room Live. Hello, Nick. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Nick, are you sober or not sober? Oh, man. Just like every time I call you, I'm driving for work. So, uh, I. Well, we're glad you're sober, Nick. Okay, our men's room poll. You're going to lose one. Will it be an arm, a leg, an eye, or your best friend? Uh, well, do you lose your leg at the hip or below the knee? We'll say the hip. It's the leg. Ah, oh, man. You can could, you could take my eyeball, then. Take the eyeball. <laughs> okay. Okay. Take my eyeball. All right, Nick. Here's your question. Multiple choice. One-eyed Nick with a 10 yeah. <laughs> The Eisner Award is given in what field? Science fiction, comic books, TV commercials, or poker? The Eisner Award. So science fiction, comic books, TV commercials, or poker? Oh, I have no idea. I'm going to shoot from the hip and say poker. I'll say comic books. Comic books. Because I've oh. never heard of it. Well, no, Ted gave me that question. Oh, I was yeah. a story about the I'm a goddamn colonel that I talked to you guys a couple days ago about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, the naked colonel. Yeah, it was a weird time, man. <laughs> <laughs> weird time. <laughs> All right. Your question, Israel and Jordan both border what sea? Israel and Jordan, they border the Mediterranean Sea. The Dead Sea. For oh, the Grateful Dead played. Hmm. All right. What is Canada's $1 coin commonly referred to? Oh, man, you guys got some hard ones today. Canada's $1 coin. Uh, the Queen Elizabeth? Looney? Yeah, Looney. Looney. And two is a toonie. Yep. All right, Nick, your question. The Grand Coulee Dam was built on what river? Grand Coulee Dam. I'm going to say the Mississippi River. Nope, a little closer to home. The Columbia. Columbia. Mm-hmm. The Columbia River. Question five. You guys ever been out there? Yeah. The Grand Coulee Dam? Yeah. No. It's pretty saw, cool. I saw, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think it was this one that I saw a laser light show projected onto the dam when it was spilling. Oh, that's cool. There's a ton of dams uh, from Where the beginning the- of the Columbia. It's kind of if you're in uh, if you're in Adirond- uh if you go north of Wenatchee and then you go east and you start heading towards Spokane. So it's kind of in the northern middle part of the state. So really, there's if you go to Chelan and you could go east, probably about two hours from there. Mm-hmm. Or an hour, an hour and a half. Maybe. All right, Nick, your question. What 1980s game show often features contestants asking for no whammies? No whammies? No whammies. 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 Oh, man. Uh, 80s game show. Uh, Let's make a deal. Press your luck. Man, my brother's listening to me right now, too. I'm sucking. Jeez. That's all right. Is he smart? Uh, He's not as smart as me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know. Well, then you're good. All right. We go back to high school for this one. What is an angle whose measure is between zero and 90 degrees referred to? Mm-hmm. So right angle. Right angle would be 90 degrees. This would be acute. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, under cheese. Question seven. Not to be confused with the ugly angles. This is obtuse. Acute. Yes, obtuse. Oh, don't be so obtuse. <laughs> with your face. <laughs> your obtuse face. All right, your question. Love, hate, war, or an insult? In ancient Greece, throwing an apple at someone was a declaration of what? 
Oh, that's Declaration of War. No, oh, man, Declaration of Love. Love. You go to Greece, someone throws an apple at you. They'll let I you know. Love. I think it'd be more prudent just to talk to them or something, but. Yo, girl! <laughs> oh, I asked my girlfriend with an apple tonight. There you go. Just <laughs> throw one right at her. <laughs> All right, what are the first names of Hall and Oates? Oh, and Oats. Could be just as good of a band if you if you had the first names. Yeah, I, I only know one of them. Oh no, I know. Terrible. These are hard. Uh, let's go, Phil and Bill. <laughs> Phil, and Bill. No Phil and Bill. Phil and Bill. Daryl and John. That sounds like a sitcom. What? Daryl and John. On an all new Daryl and John. <laughs> In Baltimore, that'd be Daryl and John. Daryl. All right, your question: What do you call an animal that eats both plants and animals? Hungry. Oh, man. Thank you. I got one. This is going to be omnivore. All right. I'm so glad you were right. Nice job, Nick. Do no. we change humans? What? Say that again? Like if a human's like a vegetarian, should we be like, oh, now you're a... Herbivore. Herbivore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't they call themselves herbivores? Yeah. You know, I'm a vegetarian. Like, you're an herbivore. It's like saying, oh, a rabbit. He's a vegetarian. No, he's an herbivore. Basically, you're a rabbit. Big yeah. dummy! I just know someone who I called rabbit for that very reason. I just eat lettuce and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, you're a rabbit. That's weird. I knew a guy named Rabbit in Baltimore. He sold drugs. <laughs> that, somehow that, that, that sounds that's, about that's, right. That's not weird. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hello, Andrea. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Andrea, sober or not sober? Uh, not. What are you doing over there, Andrea? Um, I'm doing housework currently. That's a great That's way to do it. That's the way to do it. That yeah. sure is. Exactly. Okay, what are you picking to lose? An arm, a leg, an eye, or your best friend? I'm going to give up an arm because I grew up with my stepdad not having an arm. So I was like, I can I can probably do that. The hugs weren't as good, were they? <laughs> oh, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> Half-ass hug. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy in Def Leppard, he plays drums with one arm, right? I can't believe somebody uh, assaulted him outside of a hotel. Apparently, he's a bit of a douchebag, though. He was just smoking a cigarette. I know, he smoked a cigarette. He was not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, if somebody said, hey, you got to jump someone, I'd probably go for the person with one arm, Mm -hmm. right? All right. Here's your question. What word did the University of Hawaii Warriors drop from their team name in 2001? Uh, Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. What word did the University of Hawaii Warriors drop from their team name back in 2001? I'm going to pass on that. Rainbow. Rainbow. Rainbow Warriors. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody here says vegetarians eat eggs and cheese. That makes them not herbivores. Oh. What if they're vegan? Yeah. Now what are you going to do? Herbivore? Herbivore. All right, vegans. You're now herbivores. Until someone corrects you're an herbivore. Mm-hmm. All right, your question. What is the middle color of a rainbow? Orange? Get your eyes checked. Green. Green. Oh, man. Rainbow's middle child. <laughs> Everyone ignores me. That's right. My favorite color, too. Your favorite color is green? Yeah. Really? Nice. Oh, yeah. The middle's never the favorite. I just find that strange. I don't know why. It's my lucky color. My favorite color is red. 
Is green actually your lucky color, or is it just that you associate like a clover and all that kind of thing? Now, when I was a kid, I won a couple prizes once betting on green. So, oh, yeah? So 30 years later, it's still my lucky color. <laughs> what were you betting on green? What, what is the game? You know, when you go to like a carnival or something. All right. And there's like little kid games, and you pick a color, they spin a wheel. If it lands on that, gotcha. you get some crummy prize. <laughs> That sounds so lucky. I got a crappy prize. I remember we rode, like, I mean, it was a bad fair. It was in New Carrollton. I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> well, you yeah. won. But you won. You won a prize. It is. It's still my lucky color. Still your lucky color. Man, it's a beautiful, beautiful setup you have. It's a crummy fair with garbage <laughs> prizes. All right there, Andrea, your question. Which U.S. president, whose face is on money, was the first president to pardon a turkey? Uh, they're on money right now, and they pardoned a turkey? Yes, their face is on currency. It's the only hint I can give you. Um, Ulysses Grant? I'll say Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, gosh, no. Guess him. <laughs> we will pardon this turkey, but we're going to eat that big one over there. Andrea, question <laughs> four. Question number four, multiple choice. Snickers, Kit Kat, Skittles, or M&M's? Japan has over 200 flavors of which candy? Skittles? Kit Kat. Kit Kat. That is correct. That green tea Kit Kat is good. Mm-hmm. Have you tried one? Oh, yeah. I've had a mochi Kit Kat. Who? Mochi? Mochi. Oh, mochi, mochi Kit Kat. Mochi. That sounds like a stripper I would pay money to see. Mochi Kit Kat? I'm Mochi Kit Kat. Like, yes, you are. I can smell you 20 feet away. <laughs> would take- you go to the Mochi Kit Kat Club? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah in a oh, heartbeat. yeah. In Japan? I'd go to almost any club that has Kit Kat in it. <laughs> I just feel like it'd be sticky. What, the Mochi Kit Kat It club? would smell very sweet and it'd be sticky. It'd be like washing in, wa- walking in like the, the Hershey store in Vegas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, would you go to a strip club called the Hershey store? I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. what you're into. <laughs> You'd get a sense, you know. <laughs> Get a sky. <laughs> <laughs> they all walk out with pink eyes. Hey, look, there's the Oreo one. <laughs> Your question, which NFL team has the longest season ticket waiting list? Um, The Packers? You got it. You well done. Nice Thank job. You. Nice job. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the Men's Room Radio Network. All right, if we made it to drinking time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Steve Thrill Hill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed, and today we toast an unidentified man from Barcelona, Spain. Seems he wanted to keep his name out of the story. About eight months ago, our kinky honoree and his girlfriend, they bought a padlock that he'd wear on his penis from time to time. Now, when he would wear it, his girlfriend would hold the key. Look, no judgment here. Whatever floats your deviant boat. But sadly... Our honoree has spent the last three months trying to remove the lock after breaking up with his girlfriend three months ago. So he had been trying to track her down. Obviously, he could reach her, but, you know, she's been a little snarky. But eventually, she relented and gave him the key back. But by then, the lock had rusted shut. So did he go to the hospital? Of course he didn't. Instead, I was actually kind of thinking, he went to a local tattoo shop and consulted with a piercer. 
And the parish said they tried a few things, but they said, look, man, it's rusted shut. We don't really have the tools for this. So believe it or not, the woman who uh, did the quote-unquote surgery, if you will, she said, I placed a few well-placed hits with a hammer. Oh. With a hammer and managed to get the lock off of his giggles. Damn. So think about that. Okay. You wear this thing to be kinky. I don't know. Maybe you have your big blowout argument while you're still wearing it. Then you break up. And for three months, you got a padlock on your junk. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Things happen. Just side note. Keep the key if you're the wearer. That's all. Yeah. So we pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy. So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola. Thanks for listening to the best of the men's room podcast. Want more of the men's room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh, man. A double flush production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 